0: Welcome to BizTalk On Ta On with myself, Fazlin and my co-host Adi Ismail where we will be talking and getting involved in discussions with business owners here in Singapore and around the region to learn from them their challenges and how they overcame those challenges and we want to prick their brains for ideas and tips in order to use them to benefit our own businesses as well so if you're listening to us through podcast welcome and if you're watching via facebook live telecast let's roll in the intro Welcome back. Welcome guys. What's up? What's up? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Biz Talk On on, with myself, Muhammad Fazlin from Mega Express International and I'm joined here with my co-host Adi Ismail. Hey, what's up, buddy?
1: Hi, Hi guys. Good afternoon. Hello, Fazlin. Glad to be on the show again today and uh, I guess I'll let you do the honor of doing the intro to two of the guys that are coming on board on the show. Yep looking forward to
0: what they have to share today. Sure Adi, that would be my greatest pleasure definitely. So today we have two special guests uh, that will be joining us and uh, they will be talking roughly about PDPA or Protection, you know, know, uh, Personal Data Protection Act or something like that. So let's find out more about, you know, what they do and, and let's find out how the services that they are providing can actually benefit we as business owners and business entities right so without further ado let us welcome dexter and andy hi guys hello there you go <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing andy uh, sorry dex where's andy yes i don't know where's, where's <laughs> he just got locked out <laughs> let, let. <laughs>
2: yeah i think we just need to oh. wait one okay, minute
0: okay there you go that okay we give him another round of applause then. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> yes. Hey guys, thank you very much for joining us today.
3: Thanks for inviting us, guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, how have you been? How have you guys been?
2: Yes, we've been good.
3: Cool, yeah, it's, it's fine yeah. for us okay
0: great great okay let's let us just show you our viewers right now uh, a short video of what you guys literally do then after which we'll come back and and discuss the details with you guys will that be okay
1: yep, yeah sure, sure. There you go
3: is at risk, hackers can try to deduce your password. Hackers would be able to kick you off the network just for fun, that's what minimally they can do. This is a 97% increase from 2017. To prevent
0: your email domain from
3: getting spooked, that is actually a solution. And we protect from SMEs up to MNC level. We are against hacking. we aim to do is to inculcate good cyber hygiene practices, make it a good habit to always check, always inspect your URL link.
0: Download malicious files without your knowledge. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Yes, Adi. Yes, Adi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you mean, I ask a question.
1: Yeah, I, I see that uh, basically you have been sharing with a lot of uh, business owners Yeah, in those in that video.
2: Yes, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> We've been holding a lot of masterclass webinars nowadays because of uh, COVID-19. So we have swapped from uh, classroom style to mostly webinars now okay nice, so it nice, seems
1: yeah. i see a lot uh andy coming out in uh in the front uh maybe dexter you are behind the curtains, doing all
3: the <laughs> <laughs> special, yes, special covert the work <laughs> okay guys yeah, almost, uh, you know the, the current
0: covid yeah andy you saying
3: oh yeah uh, i was saying uh i'm more of the speaker and hosting of the uh webinars and also the master classes yeah dexter is our cto so in terms of the right. operation the technology Business development yeah Dexter leads that areas.
0: Dexter is more techy in that sense yeah? yeah,
3: yeah. I'm the guy yeah. who, who
2: goes around opening the doors and talking to companies and telling them what's wrong with their systems. Yeah.
0: Okay that's great because people who you know those guys who open up doors may knock down doors as well right? <laughs> <laughs> okay them, all help, right guys <laughs> Okay, guys, so with the current COVID-19 situation, we know a lot of uh, companies uh, have transit from offline to online now. And uh, and we see a lot of them uh, are doing or going digital, right? So a lot of them are unaware exactly what is PDPA, you know? I almost startled earlier on exactly to what, it's, what it means actually. So why is it important and why uh, business owners, uh, or basically why does this act needs to be enforced? guys
3: okay uh let me uh share about uh, regarding the pdpa so first the pdpa stands for personal data protection act it's actually not something new it's been around since 2012 okay so a lot of people say hey how come i never hear before how come it's been around so long but actually yes it's been around that long and then the requirements your obligations okay also haven't changed much since 2012 and one of the things to comply with the PDPA is to appoint a data protection officer, okay, also known as a DPO. And uh, all organizations in Singapore need to comply. Okay, be it, you are a one-man show, a sole proprietorship, it can be a partnership, you can be a private limited, even non for profit organizations and you know voluntary welfare organizations. As long as you collect, use, or disclose personal data, which can be with reference to your customers, you know your employees, even your your suppliers, right? As long as you collect personal data and you use it, you have to comply to the PDPA. And actually, you know, in the past few years, maybe not so much business owners are aware, but ever since you know the huge uh hoo ha regarding the SingHealth issue, you guys know right? SingHealth a year plus back ago, even our prime minister's uh, medical records were accessed multiple times. So then, you know, uh, the personal data protection committee. PDPc, which covers the PDPa, they came in, they did their investigations, and then you know they were penalized the maximum amount, which is a million dollars, right? Of course, the IT vendor themselves got the blunt of it, and also Sing Health. So then, more and more businesses, right. you know, start to uh, see PDP, uh, PDPc's uh, enforcement, and PDPa. Okay, not only uh, affects big businesses, even small SMEs, you know, micro businesses, lean right. businesses. All these are also coming out of the news more and more often. And you can see all this news on PDPC's main website. Yeah, so that's uh, in a nutshell what the uh, PDPA is. Dexter, anything to add on?
2: Yeah. So a lot of uh, business owners don't know that it is also mandatory to appoint a data protection officer. Be it you are sole proprietor, LLP, or even private limited, it is mandatory for you to appoint one uh, data protection yeah. officer. That, yeah.
0: So that means, uh, what you're trying to say is that SMEs, even small companies, small businesses that is, need yes. to engage, uh, what they call a data protection officer.
2: Yes. And I think, uh, not sure whether you, your companies have received in your email, Accra has been sending out right. emails right. to everybody and asking everybody to register uh, data protection see, officer in Accra. Yeah.
0: So if yeah, ISO you decide not out. to have one, what's it going to be like?
3: You mean the penalties? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, very straightforward. The moment you don't have a DPO appointed, right. okay, and you need to have a formalized right. process to sign off the engagement with a DPO, you can either be in house or you can outsource this obligation. Okay. Right. Uh, from past enforcement cases on PDPC's website, we're looking at about five thousand to twenty thousand dollars fine. Okay?
0: Five thousand to twenty thousand fine without declaring a DPO.
3: Um, not about declaring but uh not appointing a DPO. Right. Okay. Right. And then on the other end, okay, one of the mandatory clauses is that uh, all organizations should put their business contact information of their DPO, okay, um, online or, or rather publicly available. So this can be your privacy policy. And with the recent tie up between Accra this file okay, the Accra Business Registry and PDPC, now businesses mm-hmm. can register their DPO in Accra itself. And anyone can type mm-hmm. in your company name anyone can see whether you have a DPO without even logging in via SyncPass or COPPass.
1: So, right. so for this DPO right do they need to have any qualifications or you know it could just be anybody or
3: you know I'm, I'm curious on that basically. Okay so um, each organization is supposed to you know find and to designate someone with the most experience someone who is fit and proper to be able to take on this responsibility. So, most of the time, if a business is looking at someone uh, in-house, okay, then this would be a management level position. Because he has to identify and understand all the business activities ongoing on a day-to-day basis. He has to know the processes. He must be able to also make management decisions, identify risks, you know, and make uh, certain decisions that will enhance or change how the business is run
0: right right okay so i'm i'm a little clear about uh, a data protection officer and why a company needs to appoint one okay uh guys we we all know about going digital and stuff like that so we see a lot of companies now are uh, having their own online marketplace right like say for example uh you know me myself and adi we came up with halal market and all that all right so not many companies realize that with opening up an online marketplace, the databases like you know your clients and even your shoppers and you know, all these, these are data, right? And not many realize that these data are really, really important. How important it is for a company to safe keep all these databases? Okay,
2: maybe I'll answer this. So a lot of companies nowadays are launching e-commerce websites going digital, right? Correct. Because of COVID-19. Correct so and a lot of them are like hiring developers from india vietnam just because it's cheap and a lot of these uh, companies overseas actually don't care much about your security so a lot of these codes are actually having a lot of bugs so how how do you fix these bugs is actually you need to get some security company like us or you hire a white hat hacker to actually test your systems and then right. we will check whether there's any vulnerabilities, whether they can make free purchases, whether they can even get access to your database from your website. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. So Dex, what you're trying to say is that you need hackers yourself in order to yes. find out you know, whether there are other hackers hacking your, your accounts yeah, and your, so your system. W-
2: right. What the term is normally is called penetration test. So we actually, uh, in PDPA actually, uh they actually uh advocate you to before you launch your website live you actually should be doing a penetration test before even going live yeah because if not if in event of data breach you need to report within 72 hours to pdpc of the breach and after you report when they do their investigation they will actually ask you where's your penetration test report and if you don't have one you're gonna definitely be fine right
3: right and i would like to uh, add on um yeah that there's under one of the nine obligations of the pdpa is the transfer uh, limitation okay so actually any organization in singapore if you want to transfer personal data okay cross border that means out of singapore you have to ensure that the receiving entity okay or the country has relevant data protection laws equivalent okay or higher standards than our pdpa so, you know to save costs, a lot of businesses like what dexter mentioned they would uh, engage uh, overseas web development firms because it's cheaper right so we're talking about india and vietnam these are the two most popular you know uh, places that people go to to build websites or their applications and then because the developers will have access to your database when they are continuously enhancing your application building your website you know and your contact form on your website would gather leads we we'll gather the name, email, maybe number, and description, right? So when these web developers are building your website for you, for example, you need to ensure that even before the engagement, you already determine that you know, uh, even if that country doesn't have relevant data protection laws, but that entity itself must sign with you certain contracts and agreements okay? to uh, prove and also to state that they comply and they have the relevant protections in place. If not, if a data breach happens even on the developer's end, Okay, for example, PDBC will come after you and ask you, okay, why do you engage uh, this uh, web developer? You can say, oh, cost, fine. Then they ask you, do you do all the due diligence? Do so they comply to the PDP before engaging them? That's when you know all the uh, issues were coming and penalties, of course.
0: I see. I see, I see. Okay, there is one comment from one of our viewers right now, and uh, his name is Rafi Ansari. He's actually a business coach within our community, There is, and a lot of companies engaged him, uh, you know, to to, to coach them uh, in their business journey. So he was saying, like, hacking is a real problem to SMEs, right, and his website was in fact being hacked and they were just doing it for fun, literally. Of course, face, basically well, yeah. hackers just want to see how good they are, right? And of course they will do it for fun and stuff like that. So guys, hacking is a real issue right now. Uh, and has it been increased over the years? Because we see a lot of hack- hacking issues and hacking activities being, especially during this COVID-19 uh, yes. situation so that is.
2: It's definitely increased because everybody is now finally going digital. Because if they don't right. go digital, they will just get wiped out by the COVID-19 issues. They won't be able to even make money because like, let's say during lockdown your business is stuck if you are not online right yeah right. so now that more and more websites are going online uh right. it's basically more and more targets for the hackers to target and there's also a search engine for hackers to look for vulnerable websites called shodan oh. so a lot of people don't don't know or the misconception is that a lot of um. Uh, Small business owners say, oh, I'm I'm so small. The hacker is not going to target me. I, I may maybe only a $5,000 a month, $3,000 a month business. Why would they come and target me? But they, they don't know that the hackers actually can just search all the list of vulnerable websites from the search engine itself. Just by example, I just need to type in the WordPress version. And it will show me all the WordPress using the exact old version with the same vulnerability. That's just one example, right. or even a plugin. I can just type the vulnerable plugin name and it will show me all the websites using that plugin. Right. Yeah. And, so, and these,
0: are, and these yeah. are fly-by-night kind of hacker. You know, those those kind of hackers who are in their teens, for example, they do it for fun. Yeah. You know, just yes. want to see how, how skillful they are and all that. Just imagine if, you know, those hackers who have been around for a number of years and they literally yeah. would hack your system in order to gather in you know, or, or steal away your information and all that. Yeah. So that is a scary thought, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So now the most com- common one would be they take a backup of your database and then they will right. contact you and then ask you for a ransom for Bitcoins. They ask you to send Bitcoin and then they will release your release your data back to you.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so those, those recent is, message that we receive, yeah, yeah, yeah. is those this, is recent that we receive and all that.
2: Okay, so it can be individual or even a team. So we ah, there's no okay. there is many many groups out there, not only like one or two person. There's actually a lot of people out there just every day just going online, looking for targets and then getting trying to ask for BDC ransom. That's a very that's quite a norm now nowadays.
0: Okay, when you mention ransoms, like what's the ransom like?
2: (laughs) So far, the most common one would be they ask for like 0.3 BTC or even 1 BTC. Usually it ranges around there. Depending on how big you are, if you are very big, and let's say if you are as big as a hospital or a well-known hospital or even a well-known brand like let's say you're Apple or Google, they'll definitely demand millions and millions of dollars
0: millions of dollars in btc or millions of dollars in cash
2: <laughs> usually they will ask for btc so that there's no trace back to them
0: Ah, okay but can yeah. you really use btc or you know?
2: yeah uh, because they, they they have their own ways to cash out their btc to ah, back to money okay. and anonymously yeah
3: yeah oh, i would wow. like to add on and to stress hmm. the point when dexter mentioned you know that the, it is so easy now to identify which websites out there are vulnerable and would be you know easily hackable so what he's also trying to say is that there are automated tools that by putting in simple parameters like this certain wordpress version which you know uh, from uh, recent updates that this version is vulnerable please update to the latest one or this certain plugin okay uh, is vulnerable please update to the latest version so hackers will make use of this opportunity to quickly you know scan the whole world wide web okay for business websites they are still not updated yet Okay, so there are automated tools that they can use to straight away have a list of targets. They don't have to specifically or manually go and find out businesses, websites that are still vulnerable. So everything is so fast, so easy that business owners, you know, should really have the thinking that they could be next. You know, there is no, oh, I'm a small business kind of mentality. No one's coming after me. The hacker don't have to know about you. He just have to do a quick search. He will get to know about you so he can either disrupt the business It can cause you inconvenience It can hold you ransom you know or or even blackmail you and release your data online that's when the relevant data protection uh for example pdpc okay relevant data protection legislator will come in and find you because they say how come you don't have uh, you know adequate security on your website they don't care that hacker come and hack you did you do your pen test in the first place Do you identify any vulnerabilities do you update your website so all these Things when businesses go digital, they have to keep an eye out for and constantly monitor. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think a lot of businesses. Yeah, Adi, Adi. Let Adi go first yep. because I can see sure. that he wants to. Ask. I'm
3: thinking that uh, you know, uh, not
1: all business owners, basically, you the small ones especially, right? They yeah. don't have the technical yeah. skills and all that. And I guess being hacked, having your website hacked, right, can be quite a a thing. It's like you know, you uh, can actually give a lot of stress, right, to the business owners, yes. especially yeah, so, the basement.
2: Yeah, yeah, correct. so the most common one would be everybody is using cheap wordpress uh I, i'm sure you've heard of wordpress before right course, uh, almost right. every india web developer or vietnamese web developer would be selling you or oh, you want to make a five page website okay we'll just do it on wordpress or you want to make an e-commerce website or food ordering website we also just do it on wordpress but a lot is cheap to implement but it's also the most popular because it's cheap so the hacker will always target these popular platforms right
0: yeah so I mean, and this, there's there's not yeah. only yeah you were saying dex
2: okay so there's is just because it's cheap doesn't but it's actually quite expensive and time consuming to maintain a wordpress website because there's always updates for plugins or even your themes or even the whole wordpress version itself needs to be updated whenever, whenever there's a new vulnerability being found
1: so is it better I mean, I have to, to use it. sites. Yeah.
2: Sorry.
0: Yeah, Adi.
1: Is it better to use sites like uh, Wix or Shopify? Would those yeah. actually be vulnerable as well?
2: No, it's it's actually all the same. There, there will always be version updates. You need to monitor, make sure your site is up to date and no matter what website you use, there will definitely be vulnerabilities especially if you're going to use a overseas outsource uh, vendor because their top priority is to faster build your website on not to make it secure they just want to faster finish your project get their payment and they just hand over the website to you that's their main priority yeah and quite a lot of them are using junior developers in in their country just to make the most profit out of you yeah so security I mean, is definitely not their top priority and we definitely recommend you to at least do a pen test. Before launching your website, or if you have one and you have not done any pen test, and you are holding a lot of data, or you have some e-commerce website that is collecting payments and data, you definitely need to do a pen test.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's a real scary mm-hmm. thought because I have to admit that I am one of those who seldom update my plugins. Yes, you, <laughs> my you my will company have website lot, lot uses issues. WordPress. <laughs> <Yeah. It's laughs> and them. I'm sure I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> because there are so yes. many plugins, right? Because there yeah. are so many things that needs to up to date very often, yeah. and you don't really like monitor it every yeah. single day, you know, because you are busy with other stuff and all that. But I think I think it is a form of responsibility when companies wants to go online or have really really gone digital. It yeah. is a responsibility for you to really take note of all these because if not. will really affect you and you will be chased by the relevant agencies as well if you fail to you know have a proper security being set up for your particular company in that sense right guys um, a lot of people have been saying you know are firewalls and antivirus because i have uh, for example uh, for example if i'm from uh, a certain company and i and i say okay i have all the relevant antiviruses i have all the relevant firewalls so the question is are they being adequately protected in that sense
2: Okay, so maybe I'll answer this as well. So basically, firewalls are now almost a norm. It's definitely compulsory nowadays, especially if you're holding a lot of data in your company or in your company servers. That is like a must-have. Even antivirus nowadays also is a must-have. But we, even the Windows uh, the Windows Defender is also good enough, better than nothing. You, you should not be using nothing at all. But okay. there there are many attacks that can bypass all of this. So one right. example would be a phishing email. A phishing email will bypass all your firewalls because the guy who is going to click and open that malicious file or document with the virus codes, he has already gone past all your firewalls and your antivirus. Yeah. Right. So nowadays, this is the... This is also, I mean, if you, if you see in the recent news, there's even during this COVID-19, there's a lot of uh, phishing attacks going on. They, they make use of the COVID-19 uh, news and say, like, hey, because of COVID-19 work from home, please update your password now that you're working from home and stuff like that. And then they use it to steal your passwords. So when they have access mm-hmm. to your password and accounts, they, there's no firewall that can block it because uh, you they were just acting as you logging into a system from home yeah
3: yeah but so uh mm. to uh, answer a question as well you're asking if firewalls you know an antivirus right. are they together uh, adequately um yeah protective enough of your system yeah. right these two that yeah. will clearly be no because like what dexter said there's so many ways you know to perform an attack vector it can be a phishing email can be compromising your website putting a file into your database you know uh that only endpoint protection itself will not be able to cover you. Yeah, so these are minimally as good practices, what all businesses should install on their servers, on their endpoints, on their computers. But then again, there's a lot more to watch out for and to be aware about. For example, your internal processes, okay, your, your policies, how you when you receive a file or an unknown email or phishing email, you know how to spot it, right? Uh, if you see, for example, even a, a thumb drive lying around, uh, you know, with the word HR or salary, don't go and take it and put it into your computer thinking oh you, you know want to be capable and see other people's salary this may be <laughs> left around by a, a hacker right you know then the right. moment you install only then then already right all the malicious yeah. software auto download your computer specs to everywhere so there's a lot of things to be aware that you know you companies sh- uh, should send their employees for proper training to understand more or less the full scope of how they should have good cyber hygiene practices in place yeah not only just having the physical installation of software because uh, to be honest right you're only as strong as your weakest link and in any organization the weakest link is actually humans again okay? not the the technology yeah
0: okay you, you mentioned about training and stuff uh, do you guys do training as well
3: yes yes of course we have uh, our cyber hygiene uh, master class and then we also okay. do pdpa corporate compliance and awareness trainings yeah okay we can put all this in the show notes uh, uh later
0: Okay, great, great, because a lot of uh, what I call it business owners who's tuning in right now might have this impression that, you know, a penetration test or pen test in short, and even training, you know, might be very costly. So I don't think so, right? In that sense, oh, how much are you guys charging per company in that sense for that?
3: Um, For pen test pricing?
0: For, yeah. say, oh, for yes. example, a training, yeah.
3: Okay, for our <laughs> training-wise, for corporate training, whereby we customize the Let's talk about PDPA first, yeah. For PDPA, right. so we customize the courseware a little bit to suit your industry, your organization. Okay. After understanding okay. what you guys do, we are charging about right. six hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, per pack. Okay. But now, because of the COVID period, whereby we are doing webinar style, we came out with a generic uh, PDPA course that covers all the obligations, your responsibilities, what you must know. Okay, and it's only one nine nine. Okay, one nine nine per oh, pack. Man. Yeah.
0: 199 yeah. only. Yeah. Yes. Per
2: person in a company. Yeah. So that one will okay. cover all the PPA obligations that <clears throat> any employee is supposed to know. And whereas the 650 we are still doing, but it's more customized. So let's say uh you are a handphone shop compared to an online restaurant. Yeah, the PPA training is completely different because you, the way you're gonna store your data, the way you're gonna collect it the data how is your guys going to use the data it's completely different so we, we will train you based on your specifically specific industry
0: yeah i see i see yeah yeah Adi, do you have anything
1: yeah so yeah. after yeah. if let's say right after going through your course and then yeah. uh, and their website still gets attacked i mean would they be able to actually come to you for consultation or anything like that?
2: Yeah, definitely. We all, we actually don't charge for consultation, but we, we only charge for our services. So we will always like recommend you should always at least do it. Let's say you cannot afford pen test every year, but you should at least do it once. Before every, I mean, after every, every major upgrade to your website, you definitely should do your pen test.
1: Yep. And and that leads to the question of how much is uh does a pen test cost?
2: Okay, so normally in the market it costs around eight thousand onwards for one pen test, uh, but okay. we are we are willing to go down to like five thousand dollars for all to help out all these uh SMEs out there.
0: Yeah. Right. Five K out of eight K, that is how much yeah. you're offering.
2: So it's like a three K discount to all but SMEs. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. That's, yeah. I mean, five k is a is value is good value for money, definitely. Yeah, right. yes. is it for only our viewers who's tuning in right now, or basically you're opening it all across the board?
2: We are now opening it across the board for for everyone, but then we we can give like a slight further discount for your viewers as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> that's <laughs> the reason so for my question, <laughs> <Yeah>. actually. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, we we will support your community.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so guys, yeah. we've reached half time. So yeah. uh we'll get to know a little bit more about that promotion that you guys are offering uh later on in on the second half. All right, will that sure. do? So we'll come yep, back after sure. these short messages then.
2: Okay, sure. sure.
0: Welcome to be talk on Ta On with myself, Fazlin and my co-host Adi Ismail where we will be talking and getting involved in discussions with business owners here in Singapore and around the region to learn from them, their challenges, and how they overcame those challenges. And we want to prick their brains for ideas and tips in order to use them to benefit our own businesses as well. So if you're listening to us through podcasts, welcome. And if you're watching via Facebook Live Telecast, let's roll in the intro.
3: risk, hackers can try to deduce a password. Hackers will be able to kick you off the network just for fun. That's what minimally they can do. This is a 97% increase from 2017. To prevent your email domain from getting
0: spooked, that is actually a solution. And we protect from SMEs
3: up to MNC level. We are against hacking. All we aim to do is to inculcate good cyber hygiene practices. Make it a good habit It'll to always check, to always inspect your URL link.
0: nice nice all right so welcome back guys welcome back uh to our what do you call it be stock on and on session today all right so we are talking to both andy and dexter from me, right and what they do is basically they are uh very much against hackers you know and all that so they have attractive offers for for all our viewers today so do stay tuned right all right there let's go let's go to our viewers right now because there are some question from rafi again uh, he was asking whether are there any government grants for cybersecurity. Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, so the current government grant out there will only cover. Uh, sorry, there's some echo. Okay, so the government go- government grants out there would cover would be the data protection trust marks certification.
3: Yeah, I think Andy can share more about that. Yeah. Uh yes, yeah. so there is a certification process. Uh, and, and it's called dptm data protection trust marks. Okay, this would uh, Enable companies who are very confident of their PDPA compliance and more Okay to go for this certification kind of like an ISO right. okay? Governments also actively, you know promoting this that organizations should go for this certification So that this will help them in terms of uh, you know being competitive in the market um, Being uh, how to say uh, retaining more customer trust and loyalty for your business and also your consumers would be able to tell that you guys have gotten this certification you guys are properly governing and protecting their personal data that you value okay the pdpa so um, there's grants that companies can go for and even the assessment fee the audit fee is also supportable okay up to 80 percent so which is quite a huge uh, amount of our grant support Oh, okay. uh, 80% Thank is you. quite a lot, yeah, quite a lot. Too, yeah.
1: but usually how much can they get
3: um, you know we, we, we cannot uh, say this on air but then uh, there are of course uh, <laughs> more or less percentages of uh, the, the typical amount of support that companies can get but again the grant support is up to 80% sometimes it can be slightly lower yeah okay
0: Let's see right okay uh, guys Okay, as a business owners ourselves, we all know that uh, competitors plays a very important part in how we do business, isn't it? Right? So yeah. what are the possibilities that our business rivals and you know, our competitors engaging hackers, just to steal, you know, data and information from us? What do you guys think? Or if you guys have any real life accounts that you guys want to share, please, please do so.
3: Okay, um, I would say for businesses or rivals to go and engage you know malicious hackers so black hat hackers to come after you to you know uh dig up whatever they can about your website try to extract your database try to you know even vandalize your your website okay this will require a budget so i would say for very small or even just small SMEs wouldn't really uh go through this they wouldn't engage because you need to spend money right they have to try to take you down or cause inconvenience for you more of the bigger yeah. firms may make me go this but all this is normally you know very hush-hush and you can see even on the news you know sometimes you see the word state sponsored hacking activity state sponsored okay this means there's actually very big backing uh that is uh it is a organized a uh, hacking uh syndicate or, or event okay that is sponsored by certain large companies mncs or even governments okay there's hacking you know other governments or or spying etc so Uh, that you want to share more on this
0: yeah yeah.
3: i mean
2: so you're asking for the possibilities between business rivals and competitors engaging hackers right
3: yeah to hack each other
2: yeah so in singapore it's it's not very common but in overseas it's definitely uh, super super common so singapore business owners shouldn't need to worry so much about overseas uh, but competitors hiring hackers to hack you yeah but more of uh i think nowadays there are more of whistleblowing that you do not have a data protection officer in your company that will be the easiest way so a lot of people <laughs> <ask> me, <laughs> like, yeah because it's so easy now to check whether you have a data protection officer or not you just need to go to your website on your website you don't display who is your data protection officer you we know that uh, straight away anybody would know that your company is not uh, trained or even prepared right. for DPA because you are supposed right. to put the DPOs contact on your website in the privacy policy. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. I think even for e-commerce websites websites, uh, you know especially uh, when you want to make the payment and all that you can see that the website doesn't have a proper SSL certificates and stuff like that and you know definitely for sure this company doesn't have a data protection officer because this TPO doesn't actually you know ensure that this company has the proper SSL certificates and stuff right
2: I mean to make it more (laughs) layman for those who don't know if you have an e-commerce website with no SSL means that everything is transmitted on the in clear text so you, you could actually all the hackers in uh, let's say in the same wi-fi network as you so let's say if you're doing some shopping in starbucks wi-fi they can actually see what you are transacting on that uh, website that has no ssl search. yeah right oh yeah.
0: that is a scary thought really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay okay guys uh because a lot of people have been asking me about pen tests and stuff like that penetration tests and all that uh, Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, sure. you guys mentioned that you are offering penetration tests and all that. And oh, I understand that you guys use real, real hackers themselves in order to conduct this pen test, correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. So Tell we us actually, more about it. yeah. Yeah. So the hackers that we actually use are firstly crash certified hackers, which is what Singapore is actually promoting nowadays as the standard. Okay. Yeah. Whereas the overseas standard would be uh, a certificate called uh, OSCP, yeah, it's called Offensive uh, Security Certified Professional, certified professional, yeah. So it's actually the equivalent uh, of CREST certification nowadays. So the government will actually ask those who already has OSCP to convert over to a CREST certifi- to be CREST certified, yeah. So these are the kind of hackers mm-hmm. we use, as well as they they are back. They are actually their background is also they are also the Hall of Fame on Google, Facebook, Dropbox. And all this, yeah, so they are actually quite really good in what they do. Yeah. When you say Hall of Fame,
1: what yeah. does that mean? How do okay, you get so... to be in the Hall of Fame?
2: <laughs> okay, so uh, in Singapore, it's not that popular yet. Uh, it's in overseas, there's this thing called Bug Bounty. So, all these hackers actually participate in this uh, Bug Bounty program where they report vulnerabilities to the big companies, and the big companies will actually reward them uh, with money. For reporting a specific bug. So depends oh. on how severe the bug is, you get more money. So it's called it's rated P1 to P5. So the P1 would be the most uh highest paid bug, which probably most of the time is like database issues where you could right. take out all the users' info and stuff like that. So you get you'll get paid based on the P1 value. Yeah. So all these... Uh, so the P5
0: was these... the highest paid hackers? No,
2: P1 right. is the highest. P5 is the oh, P1
0: lowest. is the highest paid yeah. hackers,
2: so, right. So P5 bu- type of bucks is... Sometimes they don't even give you money. They probably give you like T-shirt, free T-shirt, or like maybe a free Google T-shirt, some white hat hacker T-shirt to say that, or, the, and, or even put you onto the Hall of Fame yeah, for the P5. Yeah. So, so
1: is there, is there a, like a hmm. you know a thing going on between the black hat hackers and the white hat hackers it's like do they have a war of sorts
2: <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> so actually majority of the white hat hackers nowadays are participating in all these uh bug, bug bounty uh programs whereas the black hat they don't even bother to participate so there's a misconception where these programs are actually you don't know who is a white hat or who is a black hat but if if the guy who is a black he doesn't even need to participate in your bug bounty platform to try to right. hack you yeah whereas the white hat would just follow the rules that you stated in the bug bounty um what is it uh, it's called the scope yeah so you they will actually follow the scope that you have set in your right. bug bounty program yeah so this is what the difference between the white hat and the black hat whereas the black hat won't they don't care about your scope. They will just target every single thing that is part of your company.
3: Yeah. Um, Hadi, I'd like to cover your question as well. it's an interesting perspective, right? You're asking, yeah. is there a war going on between the black hat and white hat? In a way, you can also say, kind of, and why do I say that? Is because, like what Dexter mentioned, right? Your website, your application or your mobile app is really internet-facing, correct? Yeah. So the black hat hackers, yeah. the malicious hackers, they don't need your permission. They can just hack you, correct? white hat hackers on the other hand these guys you know they have uh yeah uh, they, are, they are ethical hackers so they, they follow your, your scope they don't anyhow hack people for no reason and disclose it so basically when, when you, you're you asking if there's a war okay uh war so businesses would engage white hat hackers or engage firms like us okay to do the hacking okay using white hat methodology to identify any vulnerabilities any risks, any bugs before the black hat hackers can come in so this may be the war that you know uh you're talking about the white hat hackers help hack you legally to find out if there's any bugs so you quickly patch it up before the black hat hacker can come in to help you because then the same bugs have already been fixed so you are more safer yeah right.
1: okay right. is there ever a chance that a white hat hacker can turn to the dark side <laughs>
3: Yeah, um, or oh, no, yeah.
0: grey in that sense. I don't want to be uh, white, black. I don't want to be white. I want to become grey.
1: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs>
2: there, there, there is such thing as there is such thing as a grey hat hacker. So grey hat hacker is okay. Usually daytime, he's a white hat hacker working for a company doing uh his job. Right. Whereas nighttime, he's right. going around hunting on other websites that he's, he's not supposed to.
0: Yeah. There's these kind of gray-headed. hackers are utterly confused, isn't it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is also like thinking, uh, can a policeman become a robber one day? You know. It's the same as ideology, so.
0: Yeah. I used to be a police officer. I don't ever even think of being a robber. <laughs> 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 yeah, but so, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. One of the mo- more popular hackers nowadays, because they have always been in the limelight, right? And we all know who they are, and they are called anonymous, right? So what are they? Yeah. Are they black hats or white hats or even grey?
2: <laughs> so, so those are. Hackers, yeah. Yeah. They are activists. They are the activist type of hackers. They are not there for monetary game. Right. They are there just right. to, uh, maybe something that they believe in, like human rights or something. Then they will just go and hack all those people who are against human rights or who have violated human rights. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, we can condemn or yeah. compliment them over air also, right? Yeah. yeah. Because then, a yeah, little one of them is watching the video. Yeah get yeah, into unnecessary <laughs> trouble as well so yeah activists, they believe in what they they believe in so they're not there for the monetary gains yes yeah so like I
2: so, owners, I guess there's a, lot,
1: there's a yeah. lot of reasons why anybody want to go to be a black hat or white hat hacker right so i think it's like uh uh the most important thing is that for business owners they need to understand that you know if there's ever they need to take care of their websites and they need to have some uh, somebody to really, really take into account their websites and to be, you know, accountable to it. At the same time, if let's say a business owner has his website hacked, what, you know, you can't call 999 right, and ask the police to help you. So is there a number that they can call or anybody they can go to?
0: You mean so when they get hacked? And, like, in <laughs> Just an like emergency
1: that, situation,
2: for example. Yeah, okay, so... Yeah. um. When you get hacked in singapore that you you can report it to to a uh, csa cyber security uh, agency of singapore but in the end they will just point you to tell you like they will recommend you like you need to faster go and do a pen test and all the usual stuff so you will definitely still need to find a cybersecurity uh, company to help help you out there isn't like a free help that's where the government will do the service for you for free it, it, it's not going to happen
0: yeah right there's All no right. way they are going to conduct an investigation or anything yes, unless of course they're... it involves millions of dollars lah. right
2: no i mean even if it in, involves millions of dollars they are not going to investigate for you so uh-huh. yeah they're just going to ask you to go ahead and pay for your own uh cyber security company to go and investigate and find out what's wrong yeah only mm-hmm. unless you lost some state secrets then they will probably investigate for you yeah
0: okay yeah so i think for our viewers and our listeners right now this is definitely the right time to engage anti-hack.me isn't it
2: yeah we, we purposely made <laughs> ourselves affordable yeah for all sme right right yeah
0: okay and that goes to yeah. the question what is your your unique selling proposition or usp what differs you from the other anti-hack companies out there
2: uh a lot of the companies out there are more focused on the big boys like right. imagine those Small SMEs usually they don't really bother to entertain you guys, whereas ours we we don't care how whether you are big or small we just we are out there just to help you. So we will definitely go and the same way we we treat our big clients. We will definitely be treating you as well. We will we enjoy finding all the bugs on your website. So we we want to find find as many bugs as we can for you to fix your website.
3: Yeah. Right, with your permission, of course. have huh? yeah, with your
2: permission. Correct. yeah so and a lot of times i tell the sme owners uh, don't bother trying to set so much rules because the black hat hackers has no rules why why would you want to put so many rules onto a pen when the the he's supposed to find out all the vulnerabilities on your website and or even mobile app so for me i prefer to not set any funny rules like or you should only test this part of the website or you should only test this server don't touch the other server yeah so that that's one of the biggest issues nowadays when we are doing projects there are clients who set too much rules, and we tell them that when when the black hat is gonna attack you is there's no rules at all yeah
3: what we are saying also is that uh, you know businesses shouldn't restrict their scope too much okay in fact if they don't restrict it it's even better so along the way, when we're doing the penetration test, we may find other vulnerabilities or linkage to you know, uh, other sites of your different servers. You know, uh, different uh, points of entry. We could restrict the scope. Then you know, we do the pen test only on this defined scope. In case there's a vulnerability outside, which you know we never do the test for it, so we won't know. When you get a data breach, and then the client may say, "Hey, how come I still get data breach? How come I'm still going hack?" You know, you guys did a pen test. Then we'll come in this process of ding dong because it's set the restricted scope. You know, we're not able to find anything outside that you ask us not to touch. So we want to avoid all this and it's always best to to, to leave it open. So we'll come to you and tell you everything that you're vulnerable for.
0: Yeah, I see. Yeah, Adi. Yeah.
3: yeah. So basically, you know, most people,
1: most companies, I guess they have certain servers where they think nobody should go and touch. Right. So that's why they are yeah. afraid of uh, you guys even doing the test. Maybe you can inform the our audience. That the pen test is actually quite safe. It does not disrupt the data or anything like that. Can you give that? You know, can you convince them?
2: Yes. Uh, so no, normally, we definitely will not would ask clients to put a staging server. So we actually pen test uh, on the copied, full one to one copied staging server. So it doesn't affect their their live server at all. And let's say in in event they really cannot do a staging server, we we will be able to pen test on the live production server without any downtime at all, because we do not, we do not really do DDoS attacks and st- st- stuff that disrupts the, the business. So we are more of testing for vulnerabilities in the codes or in the business logics, and stuff like that. Yeah.
3: yeah and even when we are able to access your admin panel or your database, the the pen test uh, attack vector for that particular vulnerability stops right there you know, we will take the screenshot, we will document down a proof of concept of who are able to access the sensitive data. And we stop there and we move on to the next, you know, next item to be pen tested on or other vulnerabilities to be tested on. So we will not modify any of your data and whatnot. So there is no disruption to your uh, business or your website.
0: Okay. All right, right. I mean, yeah, Adi, you say?
1: No, no, go ahead.
0: Okay, uh, for me, I'm I'm very assured, because uh, I understand where you guys are coming from, because you need hackers in order to find hackers, right? Uh, same goes to me, I mean, I've, I've really mentioned that I used to be a police officer, and you have to think like a robber, uh, you know, yeah. in order to trace one, right? So, but that leaves me in, uh, you know, that feeling of uh, how assured I should I be, you know, knowing that there are real hackers coming in and to check my system for, for those pen tests and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean we are also protected by contract so we are a Singapore company so we have proper contracts in place to make sure that right. none of your stuff are being leaked out and etc right. and we are we are also in advocating PDPA we are actively promoting PDPA so we definitely will, will our top priority is to make sure your data is not being lost
3: yeah. Okay. So, um, right. uh, so other than having NDAs you know confidentiality agreements in place and, and certain clauses, but also uh, because we are you know using uh, ethical hackers only, and the most important thing that we always tell our clients is that um you you know you're asking us how safe can you trust uh, us or our hackers, for example. But then you should be asking yourself that um you know online hackers because your website is facing internet facing already, the black hat hackers don't even need your permission, right? So then these black hat hackers can already hack you anytime, even when you're sleeping. So all the more, okay, your concern shouldn't be about how safe can you really trust us? But can we quickly come in and think like a, you know, like, like you mentioned a robber or a black hat hacker, quickly find the vulnerabilities and for developers to patch it up. So that then those uninvited guests, malicious hackers, they come in, it's like too late for them already. Yeah, okay. everything has been fixed. So you are more safer.
0: I see. All right. All right. So let's say if i'm a company that very much interested to engage you guys right now so let's talk about your offers and what discounts that you have for our listeners and our viewers right now so one of them is actually the uh let's take a look at that the 5k pen test, right normally it's 8k yeah. right so yeah. you guys are offering 5k across the board right now so what's the special yeah. discount for our listeners and our viewers <laughs> today
2: i think we we will <laughs> be able to do it for four thousand five hundred. For your special or price for uh, your listeners. four
0: thousand five hundred. Yeah. It's okay. definitely really? the lowest in the market, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, four thousand five hundred. You know, yeah. So our fellow listeners and viewers right now, uh, yeah. let's give them a, a, a range, la, Not for say for today. Say maybe say for the next seven days, or maybe for the next two weeks, for example. This promotion that you are having, four thousand five dollars, yeah, okay. we'll
3: four thousand five hundred dollars. We can so give you
0: the whole month. next month. Yeah, the
3: whole month is fine. August yeah. special. Yeah yeah the whole
0: august that's great august special four thousand five hundred dollars normally you'll charge it eight eight thousand dollars but that's nearly half of that amount right now so if you guys are very much interested this is the time for you guys to engage anti-hack me so not only that not only that they do have other promotions as well and this is one of them right
2: yeah so so andy will say the rest of the promotions yeah
3: so typically for our data protection officer as a service we call it DPO right. as service, right? It's yeah. a outsourced data protection officer that we provide for our clients for businesses. Okay, there's okay. a whole list of items that we'll do for you to protect you, to address your PDPA obligations. Okay, which includes uh, we go down to your office uh, biannually, so we will perform two surprise audits. We we'll go around, take pictures, we we'll identify the risky areas, we will generate a report, okay, to management, so that then certain decisions can be made. Uh, to enhance certain processes okay we will provide a named individual as your dpo in our file we will you know uh get you to apply for the pdpc's corporate e-learning so that all your employees especially those that handle personal data on a day-to-day basis will uh, complete the the courseware and export out your results okay this will fulfill your, your training obligation to keep everyone updated on pdpa and aware okay we also add you guys uh sorry and our clients are employees to a monthly uh, PDPA newsletter to keep them updated on any latest regulations, news, breaches. And also we will most importantly, uh, and which is the biggest problem that all businesses face, is that we will drop up for you all your uh, necessary documents and policies that you require. This is typically 13 one, three, to 15 such documentation. I can tell you about 9% of all businesses never heard before of this documentation before don't even know how to draft it okay so we okay. have this in place we understand what your business does how you collect use process personal data and then we'll draft this for you in the event of a data breach right um, or certain documents can be requested by the public okay you will need to show all this documentation okay and one more thing that i like to share that i, I always love sharing this uh, about the pdpa is that under the pdpa any individual can come up to you as a business, okay and say in the past one year leading up to today, what is the personal data you have about me? How have you used it, and who have you disclosed it to? okay so under the right. pDP you as an organization you're obligated to reply them, you know, okay, but can you imagine tomorrow one hundred of such people come up to you and ask you, correct? Then you don't even need to run your business anymore. you're just easily replying all of them. So actually, you should also know that you can levy or you can charge an administrative fee. OK, you can say, hi, Andy, to process your personal data access request, I'll be charging you a $100 admin fee. OK, once you make this payment, we will then get back to you uh, uh, maybe in 14 days on, on your questions, for example. So uh, all these kind of things, OK, you must know your obligations, both as an individual and as an organization under the PDPA. So there's also, you know, uh, certain processes that must be formalized. So we, as your outsourced data protection officer, will settle all this for you. And going back to the pricing, is normally we charge the pricing. The professional fees start at two thousand five hundred dollars per year. Okay, just for our listeners in right, and for your viewers, we are giving you an offer of two k, uh, per year. So it's a five hundred dollars discount, and we also offer uh installment plans in place. Yeah.
0: Okay, right.
3: <laughs> was that a lot? a lot to absorb, right? <laughs> it's quite a bit, actually. <laughs> it's
0: quite a handful. Now look at the third promotion because Dexter was saying he... Uh, was it Andy? I think you mentioned about 199 right? For the PDPA training? Yes. The yeah, four-hour yeah. training, right?
2: Yeah. So right. the one... You're going to better that, right? Yeah, we're going to give it to you for $150. Right. <laughs> okay
0: for so 150 dollars pdpa four hour training if you think 199 is cheap 150 is even better it's much cheaper yeah much 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 cheaper usual price is 650 isn't it right yep.
3: and, and uh, our okay. trainees our companies can send their employees okay for the training now it's so convenient we are using a uh, google meets okay whereby we'll organize a webinar it's a live training questions can be asked as q a we'll go through our slides we'll cover case studies okay it's very interactive so there's no value loss in terms of courseware delivery, okay. Now we right. uh, uh, going digital, right? Uh, online video conferencing. That's why the price right. we can also drop it to be able to target, you know, more people joining the class at the same time.
0: Okay, great, great. All right. So, uh, just a moment, yeah. Okay, this is the one that I want to talk about. Okay. So for all our listeners and our viewers, if you guys are interested. Please, all these three promotions: five K for the pen test, two thousand dollars per year for the DPO or Data Protection Officer as a service, right? And a hundred and fifty dollars for your PDPA for our training. All these three promotions that AntiHack.Me is promoting right now, you guys can enjoy it by just quoting them. Be stock or the word be stock, right? Yep. Would that be okay for you guys?
1: Yes, we are. We are what okay. do you think, Adi? I think it's awesome. Sounds
3: good. Yeah, sounds good.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing, because I amazing. think this, right, this so service is definitely much needed by many business owners. And I guess uh, that's why we are doing this show with you guys so that they are to create the awareness as well of uh, PDPA, cybersecurity, and all the things that we have discussed today. And also, with all these great offers, I hope that their businesses are protected. And, you know, they, con- they can continue to actually make profits in especially in this COVID-19 situation.
0: Yeah. All right.
3: So, from also right. we so guys, has, you know, uh, a lot of takeaways yeah, I mean. and that we shared something valuable to our listeners. And thank you for, you know, hosting us and organizing this. Yeah. So, I back to you, Faslin.
0: Sure. Andy and Dex, uh, any last words yeah. for, uh, any advice for our, our business owners right there before we go? Uh,
3: last
2: words would be, um the top priority will be quickly en- engage a data protection officer or appoint one within your company that will be like the top priority now to because find out and and yeah
3: correct yeah. right. and and for me yeah my sentiments are along with uh, dexter so quickly appoint a dpo get yourself covered because anyone now can go to agrabist file type in your company name okay they can see that uh whether you're appointed and register your dpo and easily go to PDPC's website to make a complaint. And then you get into trouble for nothing. PDPC will ask you, where are your documentation, your appointment letter, do you have PDPA compliance in place? Okay, this is going to put a a drag and a strain onto your business. Okay, so we don't want all this, you know, local companies, subwaying other local companies. Okay, because now it's so easy to do so. Okay, everyone should quickly appoint a DPO and then uh, get your PDPA compliance in place. Okay, right, (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, Dexter, you are back. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I thought I was the. Okay, guys. I became the spotlight yeah. suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: okay guys alright we really appreciate that you guys coming into the show and you know talking to us about all all this and all that so this is really really an eye opener because I have I myself as a business owner didn't realize how important it is in order to get ourselves protected from hackers and all that so thank you very much I think uh, today today's session has been really really fruitful and we look forward to working with you guys in the future definitely yes Likewise.
3: thank you so much thank Both you so much guys. Guys. Right. so yeah. stay safe right. enjoy so and
0: yeah, Dex and Andy, thank you very much. You guys have a great Sunday. Let's catch up soon, yeah? Yep, yeah?
2: yeah. thank you.
3: All right. Thank you, guys.
1: Bye.
0: Bye. All right, so Adi, uh, what do you think?
1: Well, I think I learned quite a bit today. And uh, definitely, uh, these are things that I have been considering as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I actually do actually use uh, foreign uh, uh, programmers and developers. But of course, there's a risk there. Because we know from what Dexter and Andy have shared, you know, they their country have a different set of standards for PDPA or even there's no such thing at all. So you're putting your company at risk. So if you have a, a business that, you know, you really want to protect, you know, properly, you should be getting actually local companies, cybersecurity companies like uh, Dexter Sorry. and Andy. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh- not many companies especially within those within our community realize how important data protection is yeah because we we re- we receive a lot of databases right especially for my company i'm actually an event organizer and we focus mostly on offline but those data that we have you know our clients our visitors even even our invoices you know uh a lot of documents that we have right now most of them are in the cloud or basically we, we kept it in our computer and laptops right but all these are being opened up all these can be easily accessible to hackers who can literally hack into your system to find out all about this so imagine them using all those information that they have or you have and use it and even pass it to your competitors and even your you know your business rivals and them using it you know to, to compete against you and all that so that is, I think that is something that we as business owners really need to realize, especially so when we are all competing in one single platform right now, which is the online platform. And I think it's really important that we, you know, get ourselves involved with cybersecurity now before it gets really, really too late. Yeah, what do you think, Adi?
1: Definitely, you don't want to actually, you know, prepare umbra- an umbrella when it starts raining, right? <laughs> so you got oh, to
0: actually... <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a good analogy but i think for this case even if it's not raining i think it's better for you to just buy one umbrella <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah get a big right, umbrella
0: okay, one really big one uh, those that you can open from inside the car and uh, the upside down one <laughs> okay i think today's uh what i call it today's session has been really fruitful we talked to two very intelligent guys from antihack.me. they have special promotion and uh, i think if you guys were to watch our video again you can see all the promotions that we already highlighted right, you guys can just use the promo code bstock to enjoy all those promotion and they are opening it up until the end of this month that means for the oh for the whole of month of august right? yeah, today uh, is the 26th the of, of july correct okay. right, for the whole of august you may enjoy those promotions they are offering by using our promo code bstock right now all right? all right okay great so uh, can i just do some announcement adi as, as usual yes, as normal
1: please
0: all right, So our session for today is sponsored by the good people from halalmarket.sg. Halalmarket.sg is an e-commerce platform or an online marketplace that, you know, that is offering many attractive uh, promotions and discounts from our vendors, right? Like for all our shoppers out there. It also creates an online platform for our business owners to come in to showcase not only their products, but their services as well. So it's a, it's, it's a real what call it ecosystem that business owners and shoppers can come together uh, to like like i said to shop from the comfort of their own home right there's so many attractive uh promotions and ven- uh and promotions and uh, discounts i would say yeah uh, that you guys can see from halalmarket.sg so you just can go to www.halalmarket.sg uh, to shop whenever you guys are free
3: yep
1: yep Definitely. Thank you, Fazlin, for promoting Halal Market SG because uh, (laughs) definitely it it, is that we've been we've been putting a lot of hard work into the the site and the vendors have been also been actually pushing their products. You know, trying to actually get the best products for the site for all our audience out there. Yes, yes. Thank you, Fazlin, once again.
0: Okay, then. Thank you very much. So that's uh, that's the end of our show for today. Let's uh, catch up again next week. Yep, where we'll be inviting a few more. Uh, what to call that, speakers to, to join us as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Adi. Thank you very much. Have a great Sunday and take care guys. Stay safe.
1: Take care. Ciao.